Thank you, everybody, for tuning into another uh, monologue by We Can Fight Like Cats If We Have To. My name is Sally Davis. A little bit about me. I'm co-founder of the podcast. Um, this was created because Natasha and I noticed that there was a serious lack in um, support for people of color in general um, when it comes to our voices, especially here in New Brunswick. And um, personally, I felt even more alienated being a person of color who is not able to fit in the category of um, black because I'm not visibly black, Muslim, I'm not visibly Muslim, indigenous, I'm not visibly indigenous. I'm, I'm none of those things, you know? So when people think of people of color and our rights being violated and so on and so forth, we don't think of the people who don't have the support of a community to fall back on because I don't belong to any of those communities. Um, and quite frankly, I never have. So this podcast was kind of born from this experience of being always the black sheep. Um, so much a black sheep that even the communities that my aggressors would assume could protect me really didn't and often discredited my suffering. Oh, well, you're not veiled. There's no way you suffered as a Muslim. Oh, well, you're not black. There's no way they criticized your hair or treated you, you know, called you a slave or whatever. Um, I have been referred to as a sand N-word. It's, it's frustrating, you know. Um, as many of you know, I am going through the Human Rights Commission right now regarding the battle of my life and my experience as a child growing up in New Brunswick as a child of color. And the numerous ways my and my family's rights have been violated. And this week I got a major trigger. This week I got a major trigger. Um, a man was in his family in Moncton driving their vehicle. And he was assaulted. Literally just racialized road rage is what caused this. We can say a million reasons in the book why the person who assaulted him felt he had a right to block a road and to assault him. But the only reason that this man did this to another man is because this man is actually an asshole. A self-entitled, spoiled brat asshole. That's the only reason why someone would feel that they have the right to block traffic. To block traffic and harass a family, more specifically, a man in his vehicle in front of his four or five children. That man was the only adult in the car. And those children are now traumatized for the rest of their lives because one asshole decided that they didn't belong in this country and that he had a right 
to harass them. Like he owns them or something. I reached out to the individual and I found out. Why? Because to me, this isn't a story, an isolated incident. To me, this is a human being. A human being that we let down. We as a society let down. And we started talking. We started talking about how this is not an isolated incident. This happens all the time. And I told him about how I grew up here, how I'm born and raised here. I told him about, you know, the many incidents of assault and cover-ups and systematic nonsense that I've been through. And he responds by telling me that a few years ago when his daughter was seven years old, a then 14 year old put a substance in her hair and attempted to light her hair on fire. I immediately began to cry. Because I've been often told, you know, the violence is not there. The physical hurt that we do to children is no longer there. Now it's just psychological. We've gone past the physical abuse. He tells me about how his teenager has been dealing with children twisting cardboard and smacking her in the head while she's trying to be in class focused on her education. And do you know what happened when these parents went forward to the authorities and to the teachers and to the district and told them, yo, my kid just had their hair attempted to be set on fire on a bus. Nobody did jack shit. They called the cops on him for yelling at them. And you can bet the cops obliged. As for the teenager, getting harassed and literally starting to feel of that fear, sorry, escalation. Which baby girl, if you ever hear this monologue, my heart is with you. This child started to fear for her safety. She told her parents, her parents told the school, school did nothing. Parents armed their child with a cell phone and told their child to call them every single time there's a problem. Meanwhile, school district returns to me and my family. And note, when I was in middle school, 11 years old, cell phones didn't really exist. School district has the audacity to blame my parents and me for what happened throughout my tenureship as a child in their decrepit, sheltered, 
military styled warfare place of a school system. Where militia have control, where the teacher's hands are tied behind their backs. Meanwhile, people flooding through the streets saying their rights of being, you know, pro-choice of what happens to their body. They're mad that their job now requires them to get vaccines or their travel now requires them to get vaccined or their whatever now requires them to be vaccined. And lawyers are jumping behind this and saying this is a gross violation of human rights and freedoms. Assholes, where are you when people of color are screaming that it's not even being us being forced to get shit put in our body. We are forced to accept having shit inflicted on us by non-professionals. We're forced to be subjected to threats and beatings and abuse. Oh, right, but none of us are really white, right? So our complaints aren't going to be talked about the way, you know, the violation of the rights of the unvaccinated or vaccinated people are being violated. When our rights are violated simply because we are born Dear white people, now you know what it is like when you cannot escape your own skin. Because none of us can escape our skin. None of us can escape our appearance. And if you want to say that people should be practicing their faith within the confinement behind closed doors, dude, y'all wearing crosses on your necks and sporting the cross tattoos. And nobody's violating your rights. So how dare you violate the rights of men wearing turbans and women wearing hijabs? Y'all talking about being worried about vaccines going into your bodies or going into your children's bodies and poisoning them from the inside. We are talking about sending our children to institutions meant to poison them from the get-go because that is the system that was created to destroy and steal our children from us. But that ain't the flavor of the month right now, right? You know what else ain't the flavor of the month? Those over 7,000 bodies now that have been found of indigenous children in unmarked graves. Like we're some war-torn third world country. How are you guys not sick with yourself? Where are the marches for those children? Where are the marches for the Thousands of immigrants being financially ruined by an immigration system that is really a human trafficking system that is designed to bring them into this country and force them into complete poverty and completely 
tie their hands behind their backs because they're too old to go back to school to start from zero to support their babies that they have now brought into this country to be brainwashed, assaulted, and abused by school systems. And meanwhile, people who do not want a vaccine are calling and comparing the vaccine passport to residential schools. Brothers and sisters, please go fuck yourself if you think that that is true. You may be afraid of a needle, but people of color and immigrants are afraid to wake up and get out of bed and breathe in and open the door and step foot in anything that is not a sanctuary safe space for them, which is most of this damn province. Am I angry? No, I am not angry. I am furious and I am disgusted. And if you are not, then there is clearly something wrong with you. We live on a system that determines a criminal offense by the popularity of the criminal. that determines a victim's rights, by what we deem the victim is worth. And if you are not a white victim with a penis, your worth diminishes significantly. You know, Sally, things aren't that bad anymore, they say. You know, Sally, nobody sets a child's hair on fire anymore. You know, Sally, those whispers and those slaps and those beatings and those assault with other objects that happened to you when you were in a classroom trying to focus on your damn work. We make sure that that doesn't happen anymore. Well, I just got living proof, breathing confirmation that it does. And for those who say that now we hold people accountable, we do not. Because when this father, infuriated, called the school because the bus driver did not, could not do anything because his daughter was about to have her hair set on fire at seven years old. And they have the audacity to call the police on this father. Dude, if you're listening, which I hope you are. You calling them by phone as furious as you were. Was a lot more self-control than I would have had. Because if you got a police call for calling them. 
I would have been behind bars for showing up at their office with my hands on the desk, demanding with my finger pounding on that desk to see someone to speak to me who has the balls to tell me why they are such cowardly, pathetic fools. And if y'all haven't had enough, then y'all make me sick too. Hearing that that little girl had her hair almost set on fire was like setting me on fire one more time. I was back in that moment. My son starts kindergarten next week. May the forces above protect our children when we can do absolutely nothing. To any parents listening to this, do not take a passive approach. Because if you do, your child will someday grow up and hold you accountable. And you will be responsible, whether you like it or not. And I get it. Some of us have left war-torn countries, mass assassinating dictatorships. But we didn't pay a shit ton of money to come here and be somebody's bitch. And even more importantly, we didn't pay a shit ton of money to come here and turn our children into somebody's bitch. Please share our message. Please subscribe to our channel. If you know people who have a story, connect them to us. Because we are the only place that will not edit their story, that will not censor their words. My name is Sally Muhammad Sadi Aid Davis. I never wanted to fight like a cat. But you can bet your ass that I will fight like a cat if I have to. Be kind to each other. 
support one another. But most important of all, y'all better stand up for each other. Have a good day.